We've been on the road, so this is a special best of edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, recorded last September in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge. It's time for Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the show focusing on fishing, hunting, outdoor recreation, destinations, and conservation in the region where you live and play. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lure Company, Sportsman's Warehouse, and Wallowa County. And now, let's see what's going on in the field and on the water with your host, John Cruz. Welcome to our special fish camp edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, broadcast from the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, bordering Oregon and Washington at the Peach Beach RV Park, just 20 miles away from the Dalles. Well-known guide and promoter Ed Iman puts this together every year, along with a hard-working crew. Here's how Fish Camp works. There's three groups that come together. Number one, the Outdoors Media, and I'm one of those members that comes here every year. Number two, professional anglers. We're talking guides and tournament anglers specializing in different fisheries, from salmon to sturgeon to walleye to bass. And then manufacturers, such as our friends at Max Lure, the Dalles Area Chamber of Commerce, and Workshop Tools out of Ashland, Oregon, among others. We all get together. There's anywhere from, oh, this year there's about 45 of us, to some years almost 100 people. And we camp, we eat, we chat, we network, and we fish together every day. It is a ton of fun. Now, because of my broken leg, I didn't get to go fishing this year, but... I wasn't going to miss the fish camp experience, and I'm bringing some of it to you, too. You see, we're going to be chatting with several guides at fish camp to include Aaron Peterson with Peterson's Northwest Guide Service about salmon fishing in the gorge, and also at Vernita near Hanford Reach, and also about the duck and snow goose hunting that he offers every fall and winter in northwest Washington, Skagit, Whatcom, and Snohomish counties. After that, we will have a Max Minute for you featuring Eric Arnold. He's based in Omac, Washington, and he's going to tell you about the bass fishery at Lake Osoyoos, bordering the U.S. and Canada, and unfortunately... Some of our friends to the north are doing some things that are not very good to this bass fishery. From there, we'll talk to Chuck Ciccarelli. He's the man behind Fish Fighter Products in Mountain Home, Idaho. He'll join us to tell you about the innovative systems their young company has that are becoming fast favorites with Columbia and Snake River fishing guides. When you fish for a living, it's all about organization and efficiency. And as you'll soon find out, Fish Fighter Products, they're all about that. We've got more fishing for you, too, when guide Willie Ross, also known as Walleye Willie, comes on board to tell you how to catch walleye during the early fall out of the Columbia River, a time of year that is notoriously tough because of all the shad smolt present in this part of the river right now. We'll wrap things up with an invitation to visit our public lands on this National Public Lands Day Saturday and also share with you our ever popular Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. With all that in mind, let's get things started as we do every week with Sportsman Spotlight with David Sparks, brought to you by the Ag Information Network of the West. Listen to conservationist Josh Mills as he talks about the plight and the viability of salmon. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. In 
certain places on the lower snakes, they were measuring temperatures over 70 degrees last week. Within that, you have 70 degree water temperature that is lethal to salmon and steelhead. If we're mirroring conditions that happened in 2015, when over a half a million sockeye or more died in river due to excess river conditions. So it is a multifaceted situation. Multifaceted indeed. I received an email from another conservationist, William Simpson II, and he talked about the effects of wildfires that are devastating the West on the salmon population. He says there is a direct correlation between loss of salmon and catastrophic wildfire. He goes on, The cause of the ongoing loss of returning salmon is directly related to and tied to the timing of the evolving catastrophic wildfires on the Pacific coast of America. When less fish eggs fail to survive after being covered with post-wildfire sedimentary erosion, less fish fry are produced and less fish return to the spawning grounds. This simple factual phenomenon seems to be eluding many people, including some so-called fisheries biologists who are either willfully ignorant or obfuscating this fact in favor of incentives from the Klamath River Dam's removal projects. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. See you next time. You know, for most people, the Christmas season is busy for a couple weeks out of the year. But when you grow Christmas trees for a living, you're busy all year long. That's why it's good to know you can confidently cross one thing off your to-do list by choosing Mission Herbicides. Mission gives Christmas tree producers a powerful new tool for effective broad-spectrum weed control. Applied either pre-emergence or post-emergence, Mission provides long-lasting control of even the tough weeds like wild carrot, Carolina geranium, and prickly lettuce, even the glyphosate-resistant populations. And because Mission is labeled for both ground and aerial application methods, producers can control tough grass, broadleaf, and sedge weeds without sacrificing convenience. So this year, trust Mission Herbicide to provide you the year-round weed control you need to stay ahead. Mission Herbicide is exclusively available from Helena Agri-Enterprises and Tencos member companies. Always read and follow label directions. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is the voice for your public lands, waters, and wildlife. From the Canadian Yukon to the Florida Everglades, we're stepping up to conserve North America's public lands, defend our hunting and fishing traditions, and expand access to the outdoors. Find out how you can get involved at backcountryhunters.org. He said we're right on him. Without missing a beat, you'll drop your line down to 42 feet. If you don't screw up, it won't be long. Someone in this boat's going to sing Fish On. Fish On, Fish On. Do it by the book, don't take too long. Set the hook, reel it in strong. Fish On, Fish On. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. It's our special fish camp edition coming at you from the Columbia River Gorge at the Peach Beach RV Park, right on the shores of the Columbia River, bordering Oregon and Washington, not too far from the Dalles. And every year at fish camp, there's always one guy that has the hot hand that catches more salmon than anybody else. This year, that guide is Aaron Peterson, the man behind Peterson's Northwest Guide Service. Aaron, congratulations. Understood, you got six salmon today, five Chinook and a bonus coho, and hooked a few more to boot. Yeah, it was a good day out there. We had to fight the wind this morning. It was blowing about 15, probably, and uh, it laid down, and we got our fish. 
in the gorge, there's three places you can fish for Chinook through September, actually. I mean, you've got the, the mouth of the white salmon, the mouth of the Klickitat, the mouth of the Deschutes. Uh, which one did you choose and why? Today we were fishing the Deschutes. The nets have been out a few days. Uh, I like how the fish stage there and usually hang in that cooler water of the Deschutes and stage, giving us a better opportunity to fish on them. Now, it was windy today, and quite frankly, some of the the anglers out here had a hard time dealing with those winds. You not only managed to deal with the winds, you managed to catch more fish than anybody else here. What was your secret? What were you doing? Honestly, John, it's presentation is pretty important. I really concentrate on slowing that troll down and uh, try and get all the rods in that zone. It seemed like the electronics were showing those fish really tight to the bottom, so... Just trying to keep all my gear in that two, three foot off the bottom range and higher our success rate by more rods in the zone. Were you using downriggers? No, I haven't used downriggers in probably eight, nine years. Uh, We were lead balling and 360 flasher. Okay, and what were you trolling behind that? Uh, We had a mix. We had Brad super baits and spinners. Do you use any scent? Obviously, yeah, in the Brad Super Baits, the tuna gets a little doctored up with some scents. I absolutely love Shane Mangison's Northwest Bait and Scent. Typically just uses salmon formula. It's pretty easy. It's a slam dunk. And then occasionally I'll dip those spinners in that tuna concoction just to knock off that human scent. And as for colors? Oh, anything pink, orange, uh, copper-backed blades has really been the ticket. All right. Well, there you go. There's some great advice for you there, folks. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming next. I mean, you're fishing here now, and the Chinook fishing is going to be good for a couple more weeks. And after that, the coho are coming in in good numbers. But you're going to follow the Chinook, and you're going to Vernita, right there between Desert Air and the Hanford Nuclear Reservation. A lot of boats are going to be there. Very popular fishery. Why is this so popular? It's pretty much the last free-flowing spawning area for these Chinook, and the fall-run Chinook returns are half a million fish. I mean, if the fish are stopping, it just gives us that much more of a better chance to fish on them than traveling fish. Question for you here, and this is just one of those anecdotal things. You know, everyone posts their catches on Facebook, uh, whether it be guides or just the weekend warriors or whoever's out fishing. Is it my imagination... Or do the Chinook that you catch in the Vernita area on the Columbia River, do they run bigger than the Chinook you're catching in other parts of the Columbia? Oh, absolutely. The fall run fish tend to be a lot bigger. Uh, They call them URBs, upriver brights. It's genetics, John. I really think that fall run, I mean, last year our biggest fish at Vernita was 39 and a half pounds. Wow. That is a hog. I mean, back in the day, you know... 40 pounders were fairly common, but to get something approaching that now, haven't heard of that for years. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, same question. What's the drill at Vernita? Is it the same thing that you're doing here? Yes, absolutely. But I do a lot more downhill trolling due to the current. Yeah, it's instead of holding, I actually turn the boat down and we're rolling five miles an hour, five knots going downhill on them. That is amazing. I mean, because most people do the whole hog line thing, and and they are stationary, but are you, like, the only guy doing this, or are there a few people that have figured this out? Oh, absolutely not. It is caught on like crazy. There is, I would say, 50% of the boats now are downhill lead ball trolling. But, you know, you take four, five, six years ago, and there was only a few boats that did it, but now it is very popular. You're listening to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Aaron Peterson, the man behind Peterson's Northwest Guide Service. He's truly one of the premier guides here on the Columbia River. Really made a name for himself as a quality fishing guide who really knows how to catch the fish. Uh, Let's talk about another method of fishing that you see down here in the gorge. 
hover fishing. Now on a windy day, that's probably a non-starter. I mean, it's just a really tough thing to do. Even if you're anchored, you're just blowing around so much. But does that have a time and a place here still? And, and does it work at all near Vernita? Yes, it does. If you can use those electronics and find some holes that those fish are slipping into to rest and stage up, if you can handle your boat, boat control, and you know how to cure an egg, you will do very well hover fishing falls. Let's talk about the biggest mistake people make hover fishing. And folks, basically you're you're fishing a cluster of eggs just off the bottom. Now, I know one mistake, because I've made it before, and that's fishing right on the bottom, where you're going to catch sturgeon and chub and everything but salmon. Uh, what else do you see in terms of common mistakes people make that keeps them from being successful hover fishing? Uh, like we just said, boat control is so key to have that boat just stationary. No drifting, not getting your line scoped out, straight up and down. And that is where the bites sometimes are so small, like a peck. And if you sit there one peck and it's, it can be gone. So you have to set on anything. The sensitivity in rods is so important and the reflex is in the angler. So boat control, keeping you straight up and down and being a pretty good stick really helps out on hover fishing. That's got to be difficult for a lot of, you know, we'll say weekend salmon anglers because they're used to eat it, eat it, eat it. And the guide and everybody else saying, be patient, be patient, be patient. This is exactly the opposite. Absolutely. I mean, you'll get the suicide fish once in a while that just gulps it and takes <laughs> off. But I mean, these fish in most of these areas, they're not shooting when you're hover fishing. They're staging. They're taking a break in some water. Or they're spawning grounds. So they're kind of lethargically swimming around in this spot and they'll just kind of swim by and just mouth it. And 25, 30 feet down, a mouthing it translates to barely anything up top. So you really got to be quick on your hook sets. All right, let's change topics, because as much as you're a great salmon guide, you're also a pretty well-known duck and goose hunting guide up in northwest Washington. You build up quite a business up there. Uh, snow geese returns into Skagit, Whatcom, Snohomish counties has just gone ballistic the last couple of years. Seasons have expanded. Bag limits have expanded. How are you looking for this year? Oh, we're super excited about this year. Snow geese went from 6 to 10. So now, I mean, you get six guys out there, you're killing 60 snow geese. So it's just, it's a very exciting season for us. It's almost like a little more conservation hunting style to help with controlling that population. And it seems like the hatch is just exploding every year. So yeah, we're really looking forward to hunting snows this year, John. Now, during the first part of the season, correct me if I'm wrong, you're usually doing mallards and petal ducks, but then as soon as the snow geese show up, you pretty much transition to that for the rest of the season, or is it a mix throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we'll do the beginning of the season for some ducks, but it's we tend to wait for that migration and that cold weather to really get duck hunting. So we really concentrate on the first two months of the season for snows, and then they get pretty educated after seeing a thousand different decoy spreads. So while those juvies are dumb and those birds are working our decoys, we really concentrate on snows in the beginning half. All right. And these are all on leased fields and you've got a number of guides that work for you. Uh, the question I have before we go is this. If people want to book a trip with you, whether it be a Vernita for salmon or whether it be up in northwest Washington in Skagit, Whatcom or Snohomish County for snow geese or ducks, what's the website they should go to? That's petersonsnorthwest.com. 
petersonsnorthwest.com. Whether you're salmon fishing on the Columbia or duck hunting in northwest Washington, the website is the same, petersonsnorthwest.com. Aaron Peterson is a great guide, great guy to spend time with. You're going to have a lot of fun, and you're going to probably be very successful too. Aaron, keep up the good work at Fish Camp. Always a pleasure to have you on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having me. The Dalton in Oregon is your base camp for fishing fun. Reel in big salmon, tangle with steelhead, bass, and walleye, or wrestle a monster sturgeon to the boat. After the day is done, you'll find a variety of lodging options around town. Plan your fishing getaway today at explorethedals.com. That's explorethedals.com. Backcountry hunters and anglers, a nationwide group working to keep public lands in public hands so future generations can enjoy what we enjoy. Join the group that makes a difference. Check us out at backcountryhunters.org. You're back with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. You know what time it is. It's time for another Max Minute brought to you every week by Max Lure. And we've got a new guest today. It's Eric Arnold. He's a sales rep for Max Lure. He's based in OMAC in north central Washington. And he is very dialed in on fishing, especially bass fishing in this region. Eric, great to have you on the air. Nice to be here. Let's talk a little bit about Lake Osoyoos. It's right on the Canada border. It's a big lake. It's a bass lake. I know they have fishing tournaments up there. Tell me a little bit more about this fishery and and the state of this fishery right now. It's always been a good lake for big fish. The only issue is when you got most of the lake on the Canadian side, Canada views bass as a invasive species, so there's no limit. And so you're getting guide boats there from Canada coming down. They're getting 200 fish days. They come down in the spring for the spawn. They catch them off the beds. They're keeping them. So by keeping those big females, they're not replenishing the waters. And so it's slowly depleting, and I can't see it getting any better. I guess we need to back up a little bit. Lake Osoyoos, is this a largemouth bass or smallmouth bass fishery? It's both, predominantly smallmouth, but you can get some really nice largemouth in there. And it's really interesting to me that, you know, they're catching and keeping all these bass because, as you know, most bass anglers, especially tournament bass anglers or even people going out on guided trips, bass are caught and release. It's just the ethic we have here in most of the United States. Right. And the other thing, too, is those really big bass are old and it's almost kind of like if you're a trout fisherman, that uh, year, two-year holdover, what does it taste like? You might as well take a spoon out of the bottom. That's what these big ones taste like, too. People will keep them because it's big. Oh, i got to show my buddies. And then they'll clean them and eat them. They're like, oh, man, it's garbage. And throw it in the garbage. So, I mean, they're uh. basically ruining the, the whole ecosystem they got going for them in there. Well, let's hope things turn around up there and maybe our friends up north start realizing what a great fish the largemouth and smallmouth bass are, especially at Lake Osoyoos, and maybe that fishery will come back. Thanks for sharing this with us today. And folks, if you want to find some tackle to use, you know where to find it, maxlure.com. Looking for that extra something that will get more salmon or trout into your boat? Then check out the Double D Dodger from Max Lure. The Double D does double duty and helps you catch more fish. The Double D's flash attracts lunkers and the Dodger's patented stop-start action works wonders to get those fish biting. The Double D does even more by acting as a side planer to get your bait away from the boat where the fish are more likely to be and more apt to strike. The Double D Dodger, it's the Dodger you've got to have from Max Lure. 
Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers seeks to ensure North America's outdoor heritage of hunting and fishing. Lend your voice to the fight by visiting backcountryhunters.org and join the men and women who have pledged to defend wildlife and public access. Welcome back to Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We are continuing our fish camp broadcast from the Columbia River Gorge and the Peachtree RV Park. Lots of sponsors here who make fishing accessories, and one of them is Fish Fighter Products. They're out of Mountain Home, Idaho. And if you've got a boat that you want to fish on big water, whether it's the Columbia River or the Snake River, maybe some of the big reservoirs out here in our listening area in the greater western U.S., you're going to be very interested in what they have to offer. With us here is the founder, the president, the CEO, the man behind it, Chuck Ciccarelli. Chuck, great to have you back on the air again. Thanks, John, for having me, but you forgot to add a janitor, machine <laughs> operator, broom pusher. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about your relatively young company. You've only been around six years now, but you've really made a name, especially with a lot of guides. Guides really like what you have. They're using it, and they're using it more and more, and that's proof to me beyond anything else, that what you have works. Because if the guides are using it, that means that anglers are going to want to use it too. And when it comes to fish fighter products, it's all about systems that make it easier to fish. Let's talk about basic systems that you have to help anglers catch salmon, catch sturgeon, catch other fish on the Columbian Snake River to start with. Yeah, and, you know, I just want to back up. We've been in existence a little over six years, but we were underground for probably four to five by building products for my boats and other friends, you know what I mean, and right, and right. working with guides and just kind of perfecting this as more of a hobby than anything and a passion. And it, now it's really evolved. And the big thing right now for us is our SRS system, and that stands for sliding rail system. And that's what that's really a lot of the guides are really just, I don't know what the word is, they're, it's resonating with them. We were talking to a guy down at Bowie 10 this year in Astoria, and he said, man, this system cleaned up his boat. You know, when you're trolling for salmon, typically you're using a, a 360 pro troll. You've got a two foot bumper and then you've got a three foot of leader, four foot of leader. So you're, you're talking six, seven feet of gear out there. And it's really hard to bring all that in. And where do you put it in the boat when you're traveling? And our system, you reel it in, you drop the flasher in, there's a spot for the sinker, a spot for your uh, rudder if you're using one, and a spot for your bait. And it's just a one, two, three system, as well as the sliding rail. It allows you to move, quickly move rod holders, baits around the boat, anywhere you want. And we were talking today that, you know, it seems like 90% of the fish seem to be caught by 10% of the people. And right. what are some of the things that that's separating those people? Efficiency yeah. is definitely one of them. You nailed it. Yeah. 
a clean, organized boat is an efficient boat. And you just don't have time. You know, this morning, that bite was really on fire for about an hour and a half this morning. And if you lose 15 minutes of it because you're tangled or your rod's doing this, you're, you're not as efficient and you miss that big fish. That is a great way to put it. You know, I love the fact that your background is actually with the towing industry, inventing things for the towing industry, but you're a passionate angler yourself, and you like to fish the Snake River, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I have a incredible passion for fishing, and my love for it became working with a with a guide in Hell's Canyon, you know, running in there and fishing for sturgeon and, and stuff. And then it's evolved now into this salmon fishery over on the Columbia River and Astoria, them estuaries, and it's just absolutely consumed me beyond anything you can imagine. And then the same thing we did for the tow truck industry was making trucks efficient, and we're, we're taking that same approach with the boats. The sliding rail system, this is essentially the foundation for everything else that comes on it. And we just talked about the ways that salmon anglers can use it. But let's talk about other anglers and ways they're going to benefit from this too. Now, you mentioned the rod holders in particular, which I thought was interesting. What about sturgeon anglers? What about walleye anglers? You know, what about people that are, are trolling for lake trout? Yeah, for the salmon fisheries, we make our tackle tender that organizes your rod and everything else. But then for more of the inland fishing, crappie, bass, walleye, we make what's called our rod tender. And it has a spot for your crappie nibbles, spot for your fishing rod, a spot for your bottom bouncer. So it all comes in the same way and gets organized in the same manner. You know, this is great. And it really goes back to efficiency. Clean boat, an organized boat, like you said, it means more time to spend fishing, less time rooting around for what you're looking for. Where did I put that? Where did I put this? Where are my pliers? Where's my line cutters? This is just great what you got here. And you've got some really big name guides using your products. Austin Mosher comes to mind. He is a disciple, if nothing else, when it comes to fish fighter products. Who are some of the other guides that are using your products and what fisheries are they using it on? Yeah, one of the first names that comes to mind is Toby Wyatt um, with real-time fishing up in Lewiston. Really big fishing on the Columbia. Great fisherman. Very talented guy. You know, they even build oh, yes. some of their own boats. Uh, and here's a guy that, you know, when he saw our products, he immediately resonated with him. And he goes, that works. But the neat thing is, is they're also giving us feedback. I was just out with Cody Herman out on the ocean fishing for coho. And we discovered that, hey, you know, sometimes the sinkers are bouncing out of our holders. So we get here to fish camp. I'm fishing with Austin and Bill. And Bill says, hey, have you thought about putting a, you know, a bungee over this? And, you know, it's just the evolution of this. You know, I, I think a lot about our system as it relates to a fire truck. If your house was on fire... <laughs> Would you want a fire truck with stuff everywhere or everything in its place? Right. Obviously, everything in its place. When you look at these fishing guides, if you want to know who's using what, just walk the docks. Just go down there and look. You go to the West Mooring Basin and start looking at these guide boats and see who's running fish fighter products. And that kind of tells the self. Well, it does. And that is a far better testimonial to the product line than anything you're going to see on ads or in stores or on billboards. You're absolutely right. So, folks, if you're listening today and you go on the next guided fishing trip and you see somebody using Fish Fire products, ask them about it. Pretty sure they're going to have some pretty good feedback for you and why they love it and why they use it. In the meantime, if people want to get your products on their own boats because God knows this isn't limited to guides. How do they do that? I know you, like every other manufacturer, you're facing some real challenges getting product out the door right now. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, 
we have several new products, John, and we've actually been holding back releasing them because we want to make sure that we're taking care of the people that have already placed orders. And that's our first priority. But a lot of this stuff is way beyond our control. You know, being able to get steel, being able to get aluminum. You have an employee who possibly tests for COVID. They're out for 14 days. And we're all just getting through this. But the big thing as a company is we're trying to make sure we're putting our customers first. You know, even going fishing this year, I really had a, a tough internal choice. You know, do I go fishing and have customers think, why aren't you filling my order? Why are you fishing? Absolutely. But on the other hand, we have a responsibility to the guides at Fish Camp, people like you, industry professionals to get in here and really support this industry and talk about things that matter. Last night out here at dinner, I sat down and talked with one of the legislatures at Washington. I thought it was amazing that he was here learning about this to help keep these fisheries going for years to come. Well, I'm certainly glad you're here. A lot of people are too. If folks want to buy fish fighter products, how do they do it? Well, you can buy it at some of our retailers if you're in the Portland area. Fisherman's Marine is now stocking our products, and we're as excited as we can be about that. One of our longest supporting dealers and a really good company that gives us a lot of feedback is Stevens Marine. They're also stocking a lot of our products, and we've been working with them on some of their Weld projects, and that's a great place to go. Or you can go directly to fishfighterproducts.com. So if you're in the greater Portland metro area, Stevens Marine or Fisherman's Marine, uh, great places to go to get your hands on these. Otherwise, go to the website, fishfighterproducts.com, up your fishing game, become more efficient, become more organized, catch more fish. The website again, fishfighterproducts.com. Chuck, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thanks for having me. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sina Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. This is a special best of edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio featuring my last interview with my friend and favorite walleye guide, Walleye Willie Ross. He passed away this winter. Rest in peace, Willie. I'm going to jig me up a walleye from the bottom of the lake. And I'm not going to tell you what I use for bait. I'm a jigger. I'm the best jigger around. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. It's our special fish camp edition brought to you from the Peach Beach RV Park in the beautiful Columbia River Gorge, bordering Oregon and Washington. And we've got a longtime walleye guide with us today from the Dalles. His name is Willie Ross, but most people know him as Walleye Willie. Willie, it's great to have you on the air again. 
John, it's great to be here, and uh, thanks for showing up and giving me the opportunity to talk some. Well, a broken leg's not going to stop me from talking to you, Willie. So Fish Camp, most of the people here, they're going after salmon, and I don't blame them. There's a lot of salmon here. But the most consistent fishery we have in the Columbia River Gorge has got to be walleye and smallmouth bass. Wouldn't you agree? Walleye and smallmouth are a great fishery, and there's a a good chance you're going to catch them every time you go out. So let's talk a little bit about the walleye fishing. What section of the river do you like to fish, especially in the September-October time frame when there's a whole bunch of shad smolt and the walleye can be tough to catch? How do you go about going after them? Well, it's pretty much the same as I do in the springtime. I troll uh, more plugs this time of year, trying to imitate the shad smolts, and uh, that works pretty good. So you are a pro guide for Max Lure Company, too, and I know plugs are very effective this time of year. Uh, What about spinner worm harnesses? Isn't that kind of a go-to year-round? And if so, what do you like to use for Max Lure? Yeah, it's pretty much a go-to year-round. I do a lot of uh, worm harnesses this time of year, and like I was saying, the silvers, then the glow burst, and uh, chartreuse are some of my favorite colors to run, and I I run different sizes, you know, uh, the 1.1s, the 1.5s. They, they work real well. And then I tie my own leaders. You can buy them pre-tied, too, and I have those, too. And what we're talking about here are smile blades, folks. They are uh, trademarked by Max Lure, and they are mylar blades, and they give off a lot of flash. They spin at ultra-slow speeds, and they're a hallmark of a lot of the walleye lures you see from Max Lure Company. Let's talk a little bit about how deep these fish are this time of year and what speed you're trolling for them at. So I'm going to be fishing fairly deep this time of year, 30, 40 feet. And you're you're going to have to uh, adjust, you know, accordingly. Every day is a different day. Some days they'll be at 30, some days they'll be at 50. But it's, you know, we're fishing deep. These fish are uh, gorging on the shad smolts. So it's tough competition. You have to really put in your time, but you can get bit. So there is no limit on walleye right now, and I know that's impacted the fishery. How many walleye can you expect to get on a good day this time of year, knowing that this is possibly the most difficult time of year to target walleye? Yeah, on a good day, uh, 10 fish a person, that's my boat limit. So that's what I'm targeting, and I do have days where I catch that many, uh, and that's a, a good number to go for. That's a great number to go for. And, folks, if you've never tried walleye before, trust me, you are missing out if you haven't. It is a delicious fish to eat. Now, one of the great things about going walleye fishing is you usually get into lots of smallmouth bass, too. And and I don't know about you, but I personally think that the Columbia River Gorge offers one of the best smallmouth bass fisheries in the entire western U.S. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, uh, the numbers and the size. You know, we catch five, six-pounders fairly consistently. You really do. And, of course, you're going to catch a lot of those 8- to 12-inchers. But like you said, you know, one, two, three-pound fish, not uncommon at all. Uh, Getting five, six-pounders, boy, I'll take those all day because I've only caught a few of those in my lifetime. Yeah, they're out there. And uh, this time of year is when you catch them. Getting back to the plugs, what do you like to use to catch those walleye? And I'm sure that the bass are hitting them, too. Yeah, the bass are definitely hitting them. I use a lot of bandits. I use some Rapalas and... uh, you troll them pretty fast. You know, I'm trolling about two and a half miles an hour, and I'm usually trolling upriver, and that seems to be the, the best way to troll for them. You mentioned how deep these fish are, 30, 40 feet deep. I know these plugs aren't going that deep. How are you getting them down to where the fish are? Well, you can either use snap weights or you can uh, use a bottom walker and use a, uh, a stick bait. 
stick bait is just a plug without uh, the diving lip on it. That'll make it dive so deep, but that's a, a very effective way to fish it. Willie is giving out all sorts of great information for you walleye anglers here, folks. Uh, taking a deep dive, so to speak, that you usually don't get here. This is great stuff. Next question is this. I mean, this really is a year-round fishery. And come winter, that's when you're going to start getting into the big walleye. And, folks, the walleye fishery in the winter, all the way through March, April, you can honestly have a chance at getting a 10 to 15-pound walleye out of here in the Columbia River. And you've got people that come not just from the Northwest, but from all over America to fish this, don't you? Oh, you bet. I've had people from Georgia, Florida, California, Dakotas. They come from all over to try and catch one of those big fish. What's the biggest walleye you've caught in this area? Personal best is 17 and a half pounds. Oh, my gosh. That's only about 10 pounds bigger than my personal best, Willie. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) I had had a fish caught that was 18 and a half pounds by a customer. That's absolutely incredible. And I know you've always got openings. I mean, you're a very popular guide, but the great thing about the walleye and bass fishing is that, you know, it's always there. So if folks want to book a trip with you, what's the website they should go to? WalleyeWilly.com. Phone number is 541-993-7335. Go ahead with that phone number one more time. 541-993-7335. Or just go to walleyewilly.com. That's Walleye Willie, also known as Willie Ross. He's been guiding for walleye and smallmouth bass here near the Dalles for a long time. And if you're looking for a place to stay, I would highly recommend the Dalles as your base camp. They've got hotels. They've got great restaurants, breweries, wineries, sporting goods if you need to stock up, and oh, so much more. And the place to go. If you want to find out more about staying here, is the Dallas Area Chamber of Commerce website. Just look for the Dallas Area Chamber of Commerce website. Plan your trip to the Dallas and the Columbia River Gorge and go walleye and bass fishing with Willie Ross, a.k.a. Walleye Willie. Willie, thanks as always. Always a pleasure to see you and have you on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. John, thanks a lot for having me. Uh, I always have fun when I'm talking with you. And don't forget the, uh, the store in Rufus. That's right, Gorge Outfitter Supply. It is a fantastic store, probably the best stock store for walleye gear that you're going to find in the Gorge, probably, as a matter of fact, in a 100-mile radius. That's Gorge Outfitter Supply in Rufus. Thanks for that little plug there, Willie. Yeah, thank you. I'm the best jigger around. I'm on a jig me up a walleye right now. I'm Bob Loomis and I fish for walleye. Sometimes when I'm out on the water I feel like a destroyer captain hunting for targets with my electronics. I'm not hunting submarines though, I'm hunting fish. And when I find that big one on the fish finder, I want to make sure she's going to bite. That's where the Smileblade Slow Death Rig from Max Lure comes in. The Smileblade spins and flashes at ultra-slow speeds, and the one-of-a-kind red hook keeps that bait moving in a way the fish can't resist. It's the Smileblade Slow Death Rig, only from Max Lure. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Cena Sea Seafoods. That's the company that delivers delicious, wild-caught Alaskan seafood right to your door. Everything from Copper River sockeye salmon to halibut to sable fish and even king crab legs. Better still, they are offering a 10% discount to our listeners. If you want to take advantage of that, go to SinaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SinaSea.com, and put in the promo code OUTDOORSRADIO. Once you do that, you get 10% off your entire order. The website again, SinaSea.com, and the promo code for 10% off, 
Outdoors Radio. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter, and with over 90 locations, you're sure to find a store near you full of the gear you need to succeed this hunting season. Firearms, ammo, archery equipment, decoys, clothing, boots, and more. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Warehouse. Better still, the knowledgeable staff can help you with tips and frequent in-store seminars, all designed to help you bag a trophy or a limit this hunting season. Find a location near you or shop online today at sportsmanswarehouse.com. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. I'm glad you're back. And if you're tuning in as a Saturday listener, I hope you'll take advantage of the fact that today is Public Lands Day across America. That means all of our national parks, as a matter of fact, I believe all of our federal lands are free to enter. No day pass or entry pass required if you want to visit for the day and in washington state all state lands are also free to enter that's not just state parks but also fish and wildlife areas too so if you enjoy our public lands and i know i certainly do get on out there enjoy your public lands and if you're listening on sunday even if you have to pay it's still a great way to get outdoors on our public lands, lands that are owned by you and me and every other citizen of our United States. And now it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, and it's about the official state nut of Oregon. I understand Oregon is actually the only state that has a state nut. I guess the legislature must have been having a slow session or ran out of things to do when this bill came up. So here's your question. What is the state nut of Oregon? There's two answers here. They're both the same nut. They're just called different names. And if you know, well, you know what to do. Go to our Facebook page. You'll find it at Northwestern Outdoors Radio. If you haven't already, please like and follow that page. And don't forget to like and follow our sister show page, too, at America Outdoors Radio, because we're going to have a giveaway coming up there really soon I think you'll be interested in. any rate, back to the Northwestern Outdoors Radio Facebook page. After you like and follow it, look for the post thread where we have our Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week question, and let us know the state nut of Oregon. If you don't do Facebook, no worries. Just contact us through our website at northwesternoutdoors.com and give us your answer there. One lucky person who guesses right wins that $25 gift card that you can use a Sportsman's Warehouse. And another hunt sale is going on as we speak at Sportsman's Warehouse stores all over America to include one near you. And there's a lot of them out there. So if you need anything for the upcoming season, whether it be a firearm or ammunition or accessories or I don't know, just about anything you need to go hunting because we all need a lot. You're going to find it at Sportsman's Warehouse. There's a good chance you're going to find it on sale now, too. And if for some reason you can't get to the store today, you can always shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. 
As we wrap up this special Fish Camp edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, I really want to give a shout out and a thanks to Ed Iman, his son Rob, and the rest of the crew that put Fish Camp together every year to include Fred and Joel, the two Jessies, Toland, and if I forgot anyone else there, please forgive me, but your efforts are always appreciated. You do so well at making all of us so comfortable, so fat, and so happy every year, and I can't wait to do it again next year. Fish Camp, it's an experience you can't beat. And if you're looking for a great place to stay and you have an RV, highly recommend the Peach Beach RV Park. It's right next to Mary Hill State Park, right off of US 97, and the bridge that crosses from Washington into Oregon. It's the Peach Beach RV Park. They got a website out there. Check it out and reserve a stay. It's a popular place to be. Likewise, if you're looking for places to stay and places to shop and guides to fish with besides the ones we just mentioned got another website for you it's explorethedals.com that's the dals area chamber of commerce website you'll find everything you need to plan your next vacation to the dals and whether it's a fishing trip or something else there's all sorts of outdoors adventure that waits for you there and the dals is the perfect base camp for those adventures that website again is explorethedals.com and with that we've got to go so until next time do take care god bless and make it a point to spend some time outdoors outdoors